picture this. You're sitting with your phone trying to find one more way to reach your audience. You know you need another way to get your content out there to those who need it, but in a way that draws them in. You can do this through podcasting. Now you know podcasting can work, but how do you start? You can always hire someone to do it for you, but what if you just don't have the financial ability to do so or simply just don't want to spend the money? What if I told you you can get all of the steps from an experienced podcast manager to help you do this yourself? I have created the Podcast Launch Companion to help do exactly this. This is not another course from someone who has not helped dozens of podcasters get started. This is the exact process I use with my launch clients, step-by-step, for you to do on your own at a fraction of the done-for-you launch price. If you are ready to get a podcast launched by summer, click the link in the show notes or visit allisonnitch.com slash DIY. That's allisonnitch.com slash DIY to learn more. Now on to the episode. I was so unhappy for so long as a teacher that when I started this online business, I was like, I want to find something that lights me up. Like it was all I wanted. You know, like I saw my friends who loved teaching and I never quite felt that I mean, there were, of course, there were seasons where I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. You know, I can stay in this forever. And then there were other seasons where I was like, this just isn't for me. And I felt, I don't know, I felt almost like I didn't want to let anybody know. I was just kind of holding it in. And I mean, like my husband would hear me complain, you know, I would say, and he'd seen me try to quit twice before. So it was more of that where I didn't want other teachers to to know just how unhappy I was, especially when they loved it so much. I mean, we all complained, but you know, even the teachers who loved it, they still had their bad days, but there was just something more inside of me that wanted more. Welcome to Podcast with Purpose with Allison Nitch and Rachel Linhart, a podcast for entrepreneurs, moms, teachers, and online business owners who know they have a bigger purpose. We are both former teachers turned podcast managers who took a big leap, changing careers and navigating the unknown after many years in the classroom. We struggled for so long trying to balance mom life, careers, and all the things. Listening to podcasts showed us that there was more to our careers than the four walls of our classroom. It opened doors to a world we didn't know existed. Every other Tuesday, we will be bringing you real conversations to help inspire, motivate, and walk you through everyday life. Listen in as we share stories about motherhood, mental health challenges, and becoming online business owners with some podcasting tips sprinkled in. Around here, we are all about real, raw, and honest conversations in a judgment-free space. We want to share all things we wish someone had shared with us as we navigated big changes and new seasons in our lives. So grab a cup of coffee, water, or wine. Remember, this is a judgment-free space. Pop in your earbuds and let's chat. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast with Purpose. And today we have a special guest. Well, I guess she's a guest. Not really. (laughs) I'm here with Allison, and it is my turn to interview Allison and let her share her story of how she was a teacher and transitioned into an online business owner and that whole process and journey. So hi, Allison. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) 
so happy to be here. <laughs> yes. So why don't we just start from kind of the beginning of, you know, you were teaching and, mm-hmm. you know, how things kind of progress. Just kind of start from the beginning and tell us, tell us your story. Sure. I think one of the things that I really haven't expressed much on any podcast, whether it be mine or any I've guested on, was that I didn't start out as a teacher. So this has all kind of become this full circle. I don't know what it is really, but I was very, I remember in high school thinking, I want to be a teacher. That would be so cool. Of course, I don't know what classes were like back then. They must have been a whole lot better than what they are now. But (laughs) I remember having that idea and I did not know what I, you know, so I wasn't the type of person that just knew from the get-go I wanted to teach. I did have that inkling and I wanted to, but I also remember my dad telling me there's not much money in teaching and I wanted to prove him wrong, but he's (laughs) not wrong. (laughs) However, I remember going to college orientation and I'm like, well, what major do I pick? I had no idea. I feel like I've spent my whole life just in the unknown. I remember seeing the education table, And then I remember I loved math. I absolutely loved it. And I remember it was my algebra teacher that was like, I want to be a teacher. I could teach algebra. So I remember going to the business table and I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll do this. And I did accounting. And very early on, I was like, this is not what I want to do. So I switched my major within the business realm. And I was like, let's try marketing, which is all really ironic now considering (laughs) what I do. But I was like, this isn't it either. And then there was options of finance and what else was there? There was one other one. So I think probably my sophomore year, I just settled on general business, which just a side note, my business degree did not help me starting my business because it was so long ago, I don't remember anything. I was going to say, well, there's another full circle moment. I know. know, I'm actually using my degree. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So I remember about halfway through, I still had that inkling wanting to teach. And this is back, I'm dating myself, but I think we've already talked about how old we are. I went home and I was sitting at my mom's kitchen table with the catalog of courses. We did not have online (laughs) options in. That's back when you had to call on the phone and right? type in the number of what course. So all of you that just get to get online and choose your courses. Yes. We you had to wait in line. All. We had to go yes. to the registrar's <laughs> office and wait in the line. Yes. Physically stand there <laughs> with your catalog and you're like hoping to get that class you needed. Oh gosh. And I remember you would dial the phone. Like if you didn't go in person, you could call, but you would dial and it would be busy. Like that's back when there was What is it even a busy signal anymore? <laughs> Do these kids know what a busy signal is? Oh, so anyway, I remember like going to sit with my mom and my dad was asleep. It was late in the evening and I was like, mom, I think I want to switch my major. I want to try education because I'm just not, I just never felt fulfilled. I never felt like, oh, this is what I want to do. And I remember a finance professor coming to me and it was real estate finance. And he was like, I really think you would be good at real estate. And I loved looking at houses, but I was also a junior in college and I was like, "Mm, I don't want to do that right now. I want to finish my degree. Anyway, so back to sitting with my mom, we were looking at how much longer I would be in school to switch my major. And I think it became, I don't know, I think it was going to put me in like another year, year and a half. And my dad always kind of had that in the back of my head, just get out in four years. So I always felt like I had, I'm not putting all the blame on my dad, (laughs) my poor dad, but I felt like I had this pressure 
to get out in a certain amount of time, even though he went for five years to get his engineering degree. But when I realized it was going to take me longer, I was like, no, I'll just, I'll finish what I started. So long story short, I got my business degree, went out, got a job in a, it was with a rental car company, but I was in like the management program. And I thought, okay, I hated it. (laughs) I did. I hated it. So a year later, I switched to the big regional office and became like the accounting, I guess, assistant, so to say. But I was the, but then they tacked me onto the VIPs receptionist. I had multiple roles. When I finally left, it took two people to replace me. Wow. And that was kind of one of those eye opening moments going, I'm putting all this hard work in and I don't feel like I'm getting, I don't know, the reward or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still wanted to teach. I still had this idea to teach. So I went back to school <laughs> and I I think during that year I quit the the job and I was working for what was I doing? I was subbing. I was working for oh I did spend a year working for child protective services because I just needed to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. I feel like my whole life has just been searching for what I wanted to do. But anyway, I ended up in teaching. I got my certification started teaching, loved it at first, but I still just wondered is I still never felt like I truly knew everything the other teachers did. And I always felt like I think we talked about this in a previous episode. Like I felt like an imposter or a fraud. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't yeah. know if I truly I was great with the kids. I was able to teach them. I was able to, you know, basically do my job. But like I would go sit in meetings with other teachers and I'm like, I don't know the stuff that they know. And I don't know if it was because I didn't not that I didn't want to, but I just wasn't, I don't know. But anyway, so I think after seven years, though is what they say, that seven-year itch. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had just had my son. I think he was about one, 18 months, something like that. And I wanted to work from home. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to do something where I had more control. We were trying to get pregnant for a second time. I was having fertility issues. And so we just got to the point where um, I did find – something I could do at home and it was medical transcription. I don't even know that they have that anymore. Probably not with all this technology, but I, you know, my husband and I decided that I could do that from home. I found out I was pregnant with twins. (laughs) So that kind of changed everything. And financially that was a big, you know, adjustment. So we knew I needed an income and right. Sooner rather than later. So, (laughs) and then daycare with three littles. Oh gosh. Is it even worth it to work outside of the house? I thought about that. So that that's I'm glad you said that. I thought about it, but I was not the stay-at-home mom type. I feel I don't know, I'm just I love to work. I love mm-hmm. to feel like I'm contributing. Mm-hmm. And um I mean like my husband would work side jobs cuz he's in law enforcement, so he would help out with the extra income, but I wanted to feel like I was contributing. So the only thing I knew at that time after that long, I knew I didn't like anything in the business world. I even thought about going back into that realm of work, but I was like teaching. It like becomes who you are. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like you just become like you are a teacher. And so I went back to the classroom. I went to a different campus and I loved it. I was like, okay, maybe I just needed a break. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I think I was there another six years and then they moved me. To another mm. campus because it's know that what that's whole like. yep <laughs> it's the whole numbers in numbers out and right. you know, I volunteered to 
loop with my kids one year, and that put me as the last teacher in Mm. that grade level. Yeah. So I got moved to another campus, and it like completely – I mean, it just rocks your world. It changes everything. I mean, I I loved it. Yeah. And I loved the teachers. I loved my team. But it just – I don't know. It just changed everything. Yeah. I and can I was totally also, relate to that. <laughs> I, it, and it makes you feel, I don't know. I just felt like, well, how come I can teach over there, but I can't teach over here? But it right. also, makes you feel like disposable. Yeah. Like who, why, why me? Why did you move me? Because I was the nice one and I wasn't going to speak Well, you were going to be complain and throw yeah. a fit, at least not to them. You wait it and save for your husband and your family. <laughs> if you're like, exactly. Me. <laughs> well, we were opening a new campus. So we all knew there was going to be transitions and you had to like put like your first, second choice, you know, first, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You like list too. out what campuses you would go to. And I remember sitting with my principal and this was like when we were all in limbo. It was one of my, you know, like after your observation, you go do your, yeah. you know, your talk with them. And I remember telling him, I know we don't know where we're going yet. And I didn't know if he knew at the time. I was like, but I have been moved. I had never been in the same classroom up until I quit teaching last year or yeah, a year and a half ago. I had never been in the same classroom, same grade level for more than two years. So I was really good at starting over. I wasn't good at that one specific grade level. And I think I just was burnt out. So I remember telling him, I'm always moving. I'm always the last one in. So I'm always the first one out. No matter how long I'd been teaching, if someone, if a new year, uh, like a third year teacher had been there three years, but I was the last one in, even though I'd been teaching for 10 years, they moved me out first. And so I remember telling him that and I said, that's why I want to stay where I'm at so badly. And I remember him looking down at his paperwork and I was like, I'm moving. I knew in his face. So Mm. I didn't know if I would be moved campuses or grade levels, but yeah, I was moved. And so that it just struck, I don't know. And I think by then that had been like 14, 13 years of teaching. So I left again, but I had also had a lot of issues. You know, I had fertility issues. I had ovarian cysts. So I ended up having an unexpected hysterectomy and that played havoc. And I know we'll get into this in another episode about mental health and hormones and things like that. But that also was playing in the back of my mind too. I was going through a lot of health issues. And so I decided I had to leave. (laughs) I had to quit Mm -hmm. Um, instead of doing that. I still wanted to work from home. I was still looking for something I could do, couldn't figure out what it was. So in the meantime, rather than just being completely broke, I worked in our school office back at the campus that I originally was at. Mm-hmm. And I think I said this on a previous episode, I got to tell the office like what teachers go through. <laughs> and why their attendance was always late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, let me show you what's happening. So I did that. But then I started a t-shirt business and I thought, this is what I can do. I never and I, knew that's this. When, yeah. That's when vinyl t-shirts became yeah. a big deal. Uh-huh. I bought a silhouette. I started making t-shirts <laughs> and I was doing really well. So I was like, this is my work from home job. So I left wow. and I started doing that. But the problem with it was inventory and keeping mm-hmm. up with all the products. And so it just wasn't filling what I wanted to do. So what did I do? The only thing I knew, and I went back to the classroom again. But instead that year, I went back as a paraprofessional. So I was full-time, but I was basically like teaching assistant, so to say. And I was, I thought I loved it again because I don't know, but I, there also wasn't. 
the pressure of teaching. Yeah. But the next year I got back in the classroom because I really wanted that, you know, better income. And then the pandemic hit <laughs> and I used that year as the pandemic was the excuse. You know, I was like, okay, this is the reason why it's not fulfilling my cup anymore. It's different. The next year was worse, you know, <laughs> oh, pandemic. 2021 is, year school year. Yep. The pandemic oh is slightly gosh. over, not over, but it was fading out. We weren't having to wear masks, but the, the education world was worse. And I was the like, behaviors. Yes. It's like it they like, came back feral. Like the vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> the kids were like feral. <laughs> and they you don't were. understand what that means unless you were teaching in the classroom at that point. Because well, they had like, just gone two years at home, basically. Yeah, unsupervised with yeah. screens in front of them. Everybody passed because there was forgiveness. There was no expectation, or there was an expectation, but it wasn't like required. If right, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and so the pressure of just everything that was being put on us as teachers, I was like, okay. I left this because I was unhappy and I came back and it's worse. And you know, yeah. and I never really, when I say I quit those other times, I never really left. I always still felt like a teacher. Mm-hmm. I never really truly felt like severed from it. I always, cause I went back. But this last time I knew that there was, there had to be something better where and I shouldn't say better because there are some amazing teachers out there that are still doing, and we still need amazing teachers. Yeah. But I felt like, there was something better for me and that fit me. And it just wasn't in my heart anymore. I loved mm-hmm. the kids. I love, well, I loved the kids when we could just sit and talk. Yeah. You know, like if we were in small group and we had finished our assignment and we just sat there and talked and I was like, this is what I love. And this is what they needed. They needed yeah. to be heard and seen and, you know, not just another person sitting in their classroom that had to pass a test. And so, mm-hmm. but I realized that wasn't, that wasn't reality. And so I remember this is really long, and I'm really sorry, people who are listening. And if you've made it this far, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, so it's been a year and a half ago because it was January of 22. I remember thinking, I have to figure it out. I had upped my anxiety medicine. I knew I couldn't keep doing that. I didn't want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So I started researching like jobs teachers could do. And I came across, it was actually a website that took me to a podcast. And I had listened to podcasts in the past, but I really, you know, it was like The Bachelor and True Crime and stuff like that. But I had never listened to like so-called business podcasts or, you know, a podcast that taught you something, I guess. And so it was, what is her name? Daphne Gomez, the teacher career coach. And she basically talks about what teachers can do out of the classroom. And so Uh I was like, Oh my gosh. And I just started binging it every morning, getting ready uh-huh. for school. Every yes. day after I did school. that too. <laughs> my drive to school. I'm listening yes. how I can leave school. <laughs> and it's sad. Right. And I remember hearing a couple of people on there, but one in particular uh, it was Michaela Quinn talking about freelancing. Oh, she was on her episode yes. or she was on her podcast. That's how I learned about her. And I was like, I to find that what episode. is this? And so I started listening. Well, and then I found out she had a podcast. So mm-hmm. I started listening to her podcast and I found out she had a course. And so I started looking that up and I was like, I could do this. And then she has a lot of basically success stories of where she would have past students yeah. on there about how they got out. And so I would listen to all these different women talk about most of them, former teachers, like how they had this business of their own and what they were doing. 
Well, that's how I found you. Yeah. That's how I found you. You were on her podcast. Yeah. I was on Aubrey's actually. Oh, wait. Yeah. Aubrey's. And that. But I listened to. I found yeah. Aubrey from Michaela's podcast. So it was like yeah. one of these, and I found Lauren right in how we learned how to be podcast yes. managers. And so I looked at her course, and at the time I didn't know Aubrey had a course, but I was, I just dove in and uh-huh. I started doing it. But I would do a little bit after school every day. And the more I learned, the more I was like, this is my answer. Why didn't I know about this, <laughs> you know, four years <laughs> ago? But I couldn't go back on it. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I just dove, and that's when I think my love for podcasts because I was like, I just learned so much. So from there, I started listening to Aubrey Malik. I ended up joining her mastermind, you know, six months after I got started in my business. But I learned about Lauren Wrighton, and that's how I found out about podcast management that it was a thing. And I was just like, this is like it opened a whole new world. I didn't even know that teachers had podcasts, and teachers yeah. need to have more podcasts because I think right. if I'd known more about those. I could have felt more, you know, when I was talking about not knowing enough, like I felt like that could have been my way of learning more. Right. I mean, and so I, I think April of that year, I put in my notice, I Mm -hmm. resigned and I just dove head first. And so that first summer, last summer, so it's been a year now and I just dove all in and I, I have not looked back. And I remember thinking, you know, I tried twice before to do something from home, but it just wasn't the right, the right thing. Right. And so this is what I have found. And I love serving people. Like I always found a need, even though I loved parts of teaching, I always found helping my coworkers to be more of that internal light in me. But I didn't want to be an admin. I didn't want to do anything like that. So I always was, I've just felt stuck, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't know. And so like this whole online space is just, and it's like this unknown world that's like just going on behind us. And like, once you're in it, you're like, wow, it's so cool in here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because when I was looking or thinking of leaving, the only thing I thought I could do as a teacher would be like make TPT resources, Mm -hmm. which I was never crafty and creative like that. Like I was like, we've said this before, like I was a purchaser. I was a supporter (laughs) of that. But like, or you know, the teachers that have these blogs and things like that, as cool as that was, I never saw myself doing that. So I'm like, well, what, what's for me? And then it was through podcasts that we found this little niche of freelancing and how it's perfect for teachers because there's so many like little, um, tasks and skills that we have just because of who we are. Right. And it transitions perfectly um, with organization, like for an online business manager, with podcasting, like all the different niches, social media management, all of that, you can really easily transition from your classroom skill set to, you know, the um, mm-hmm. online business skill set. Yeah. And it there's just so many things out there that – and I think that was hard for me because I had been – I mean, I guess I could just say I was so unhappy for so long as a mm-hmm. teacher that when I started this online business, I was like, I want to find something that lights me up. Yeah. Like it was all I wanted. You know, like I saw my friends who loved teaching mm-hmm. and I never quite felt that. I mean, there were, of course, there were seasons where I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. You know, I can yeah. stay in this forever. And then there were other seasons where I was like, this just isn't for me. And I felt, I don't know, I felt almost like I didn't want to let anybody know. 
I was just kind of holding it in. And I mean, like my husband would hear me complain, you know, I would say, and he had seen me try to quit twice before. So it was more of that where I didn't want other teachers to to know just how unhappy I was, especially when they loved it so much. I mean, we all right. complained, but mm-hmm. you know, even the teachers who loved it, they still had their bad days. But there was just something more inside of me that wanted more. Mm-hmm. And I never, I mean, I think back even to college when I didn't know what I wanted. You know, it was mm-hmm. always like I was striving to find something that was for me. And it's like once I found it, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's just like this big relief. I love yeah. waking up and working. And I never thought that. And I love having my own schedule. And if I want to sleep till nine o'clock, I can. If I can, exactly. I can work when I want. And right. I just, any stress with this part of online is nothing compared to the stress of teaching. Amen. So <laughs> if anybody's out there unhappy, we're not encouraging you to quit. <laughs> we yeah, said this not. before. <laughs> we just want people to know that there are other options. And whether it's just finding another nine to five, like you cannot just stick or stay stuck, I guess I should say, in something just because it's bringing a paycheck. I mean, now there are situations where, yeah, you need a paycheck and mm-hmm. you're going to go to any link to get one. But I just think that if you're, you know, financially okay, but you're not, you're unhappy, there are other options out there and life's too short. I think uh, I just realized, yes. <laughs> you know, when my kids knew me only as a teacher and, you know, I mean, now they see me sitting at my computer, but they see me working, but yet I can get up and help them with something or do whatever Mm -hmm. I need to. And so, yeah, it's been a journey. (laughs) Yes. but Figuring out who I am, what I want to do. Yeah, but it's been a beautiful journey that, you know, you learned every step of the way, one more piece Mm -hmm. to the puzzle. And like you said, it's full circle because you started in business way back when in college mm-hmm. with that inkling of, I think I want to do something in the business world and then went all the way around yep. and then found your way back in the end. But everything in the middle helped you to get to where you are today. So yes, it's been, I mean, 20 years in the making or actually, okay, I'm really dating myself, but I graduated college in 2000. So I like that because it's easy. I know it's 2023. It's been 23 yeah. years. That makes me feel <laughs> really, really old. However, no, you're not old. You're seasoned. I know. <laughs> We're seasoned. I know. <laughs> the 40s are the old, I don't want to say 20s. That's really young. 30s. 30s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Because like I look at myself and my college friends um, and we meet for breakfast. We try to go to breakfast like once a month. But like I look at us and we're all Uh 42-ish and I'm like, we don't look what I thought 42 would look like. I know. When we were in college and if you would have said something about us, you know, still meeting for breakfast when we're 42, I would have pictured us looking way different. Right. we look, I mean, we look good. (laughs) I don't mean to. I did find some grays this morning. So yeah. Oh, I get those covered up every six weeks. I haven't had to have any covered up. I'll just have like one, but I'm oh, like, really? oh, it's oh my coming. Gosh. It's coming. I've had that happen since I was in my 30s. Oh, gosh. It's- I guess I've been lucky, but yeah, yeah it's coming. <laughs> so, but no, what I was going to say is that I felt like for all those years, you're right. It all led me to where I'm supposed to be. And that's all right. that matters. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we're going to meet with Chelsea Hall next week, or not next yeah. week, but our next episode. Next episode. Yes. And she was in a mastermind with me. But before I met her in our mastermind, 
I had always been reaching out to her just because, I mean, she's amazing. You'll hear. But yes, I was constantly trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do, even in this online space. Like I felt like I needed to pinpoint, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. You know, and before I found podcast management, I had should have just started as a complete VA, which I sort of did. I had one client that I was a VA for, but I was still wanting more. And I feel like my whole life was that. And I remember talking to Chelsea about it and she was like, but look at how all of those things led you to where you were. You know, you Mm -hmm. could have found this 10 years ago, but would you think of it the same way as, you know, you did now? And yeah, she's right. Because you never know, like all those are just breadcrumbs leading you to where you're supposed to be. So yeah, everybody has a path. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on it. I know we just want, you know, you always think my big thing is everything happens for a reason, but we want to know what that reason is now. (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say that. (laughs) It takes you getting there to look back and say, okay, that was my growing time. Mm -hmm. I went back to the classroom all those times because I had to figure out that that wasn't for me. Yeah. I had to know. It's almost like I had to prove to myself Mm -hmm. that no, I'm making the right, the right choice. And, and so, yeah. So now I'm podcast manager. Absolutely love it. I love helping women get their messages out there because that's what taught me what I know. And I know you feel the same way. It's just like, yeah, we wouldn't have known this world without it. And so we just need more people to share. And yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're here to let you know that, you know, there's more to life than just being unhappy. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. There's so much more out there and our journeys look different. And that's what makes this whole process so unique is that everyone's journey is so different, but also there's so many parallels. Right. You know, even between your story and my story, there's a lot of things that are the same, but then a lot of things that are different. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just, I think it's just so amazing that we get to come together and meet people and share our stories and just really and hopefully inspire other people. I know. And even though it's online, it's not as lonely as you would think if you find a community, if you find a group of people. I mean, I was lonely last summer because I did not know anybody, but it took me, you know, getting to know people and reaching out to people. And, you know, I said I joined a mastermind, but it was all about that to where, you know, even though I sit at home technically by myself. Like I can see Rachel in front of me, you know, so I have somebody to talk to and it's so. And we box her all the time. And (laughs) oh yeah. (laughs) And IG messages. So we have like these different threads. Oh gosh. Yeah. That one meme I sent you, how did it go? Like where you you have different conversations and different platforms because we'll respond to a story and then we start talking and I'm like, that we were start. Where where was that conversation? So yeah, was it Voxer? Was it Instagram? I know, <laughs> but it's fine. So that's well, my story. It's still it's still ever evolving, but um, yeah, oh I've God. come full circle. And sometimes I have to look back and go, okay, that eighteen year old standing in the career library of college, not knowing what to do. It's okay not to know what to do. Yeah, it's okay it's to okay. be forty and not yeah. know what you want to do. <laughs> okay, we both started over in our forties, so we. <laughs> yes. Know firsthand that it's never too late to start over because I hear people all the time. I have some friends are like, I'm too old to start over. I'm like, no, you're not. No. No, you're not. That's a self-limiting belief. Yep. Yeah. I I had a friend when I was leaving teaching, they were like almost congratulating me like, good job for getting out. I can't do that. I have too many years put into this. And I'm like, Mm. yeah, but do you want (laughs) to spend the rest of your years as unhappy as you are? Yeah. Because I just think too, like, 
I know we talked about this. I had to look at how many years I had left till retirement. But once you get to retirement, have you lived the way you wanted to and do you have enough years left, you know? Yeah. So exactly. Well, thank you for sharing your story. It's, I know. Thank you. It's I love listening to other people's stories. It's so inspiring. But. Yeah. Well, that's how we met. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we right, want to hear well, other people's stories too. So we are inviting other guests that you'll be able to listen to. I think I said this already, but Chelsea Hall will be on next week. We have a few other guests that we're reaching out to. And yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram. Allison is at Allison Niche, right? Yes. Just Allison Niche. Okay. And then I am Rachel underscore Lenhart underscore on Instagram. And then, of course, we have Podcast with Purpose, podcast.with.purpose on Instagram. So give us a follow on all of our platforms. Let us know you're there. And also, if you enjoyed this content in our podcast, please go to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review and even leave a review. All right. Well, we will be back in your ears in two weeks with our very first guest, Chelsea Hall. So we are excited to share her and her story with all of you. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We would love to know what you thought about it. Please feel free to send us a message on Instagram at podcast with purpose. That's podcast.with.purpose or leave us a rating and review so others can find us. 